Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Charles. I'm Audie. And I'm Seth. And uh, we're here with a lot to talk about this week. Um, I think mm. starting with the premiere of the new Doctor Who episode, right? Uh, yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, hard for me to talk about that after our teledildonics warm-up that we were doing a few minutes ago, but and that sounds a lot weirder than it probably is, you know, it's like, because that's the first thing. I know, think you should probably clarify and let people know that, no, you didn't actually order one and you weren't warming it up. I was just going to let their imaginations and run wild. We, we like, weren't warming up any teledildonics with you. No. Correct. I'm sorry, audience. No, if, if that's what you want to say, I'll, I'll keep the secret. I it's suppose. all good. I suppose we were talking We're, about yeah. our clear rating. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and the fact that yeah. it's ever more in jeopardy ever with more. each episode. <laughs> like, all right, all right. Where's your apple finger? I don't know. I don't know. There goes our rating right there. It's gone. Forever. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, lower that I don't down think just a saying bit, apple you're finger. Block your like, face as soon as camera. we show the picture, though. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But. Did, yeah, did no Bill, pictures. Did you see it? <clears throat> Yes. Um, in fact, uh, Audie and Charles and I watched it uh, together here. We, we got together for a uh, Game of Thrones marathon last Sunday and uh, paused in the middle to watch uh, the premiere of Doctor Who. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the, the no, we were, Apple finger. I think we're back on Doctor Who now. Oh, yeah, let's go back to Doctor Who. Yes. All right. <laughs> keep, keep us in the safe zone. <laughs> Although that would make an awesome Doctor Who villain, and fits right in with their budget. Who so would? It's like, Apple uh, finger? Yeah, just a little, a little <laughs> iPhone's creeping along. It's coming, like coming a James Bond villain. Right. Yeah. Now, they did have, speaking of that, uh, they did have a new alien species this time that came from over 5,000 galaxies away. Which is an interesting way to measure distance. But yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't even know how, how, how the, if there's a standardized galaxy distance that they're yeah, talking about. Yeah, probably not. Because there are clusters of galaxies, right? Yes. Yes. And you could have 5,000 galaxies in a single cluster. Yes. So that would make it much I, shorter. I would right. go with the literal. It was 5,000 jumping jumps, yeah. Hmm. That would be that a long means. way away. I, I mean, Doctor Who and science aren't always uh, yeah. locked hand step hand. with each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. So uh, the alien's name was uh, Zim Shaw. Yeah. T-Z-I-M. But the doctor, she kept calling him just Tim. Yeah. And he kept trying to correct her. <laughs> it's Zim Shaw. Yeah. She said, Tim Shaw. All right, Tim Shaw. Tim! Tim! <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking of him as Slim Shady. Because yeah. it, just, it yeah. just stuck in my head. Yeah. yeah. Like, Although the Slim Shady himself does not have his face embedded with teeth of his prey. You don't yeah, know that. Yeah, couldn't get past the teeth. Yeah, that, that was kind of... him much more gross. interesting. Yeah, so this alien... So Seth did not see the premiere. No, I missed it. 
I'm behind in my Doctor Who. I'm still going through uh, the Capaldi years. Ah, gotcha. Well, so this new alien species, and I'm going to have to look up the name. I can't remember what they were called. I think it started with an S. Uh, but anyway, they th that species, um, they're hunters, and when they kill a prey, they steal one of the prey's teeth, and then they embed it in their face. Like you do. Oh, of well, course. Well, and I mean, the, the human use of teeth is, goes back a long way, like at least 40,000 years. They don't put it on their face, but they usually they make necklaces out of teeth uh, to, sim to, to steal the power of creatures and fellow humans. So it's like to ensure guardian protection. Well, so this is an ancient human way of doing things. Right. Because now he's limited to hunting things with teeth. I was going to say, what do yeah. they do if they kill something without a tooth? Or just like one really big tooth. Well, you don't hunt no. fish. Or chickens. Well, you've got over 5,000 galaxies to go through. I mean, surely you're going to kill something without a tooth mm. or with a tooth that's large enough that would probably kill you if you tried to I, put it in your face. I'm sure there's a subset of things they can uh, yeah. cut a, off. A scale, a beak. Uh, <laughs> put it on your head. Tiny toe digit. I don't know. Some Something tiny that's a, it's a token of battle. But then it has to go in your face, and if it's not a tooth, it ruins the whole aesthetic you're going for. Maybe the face is the pockets they have. I don't know. That's just like how they carry stuff. I, I don't know. It's I like, didn't see so I know. So, well, yeah, because they, they, they took off his mask, and literally there's teeth embedded in his face. Well, it's like... I was... Uh, inquiring minds want to know how the episode was. It was. I thought it was. I, I entertaining. It. Yeah. It now, was. It was, it was basically a showcase. Heavy. Oh god! Yeah. It was. That said, heavy. yeah, they took like a fifty-minute show, stretched it out to an hour and a half, so they could fit in forty minutes of commercials. Which capitalism? Yes, yeah. and capitalism. none of which were about toothpaste. None of which. <laughs> that, that Surprisingly. Was, that's a no-brainer. That's, no <laughs> okay. yeah, that's low-hanging okay. fruit right there. Right, right. Uh, and okay, I get it. <laughs> the, other, the one thing that I... That, ah. Yeah, the one thing that I really hated about the episode was they would go to commercials and you'd get like, you know, three to five minutes of commercials. And then they would come back to the show. But they weren't really coming back to the show. They were coming back to a five-second clip of a scene that you're about to see yeah. in the upcoming short little segment of show. That was chaping. You so yeah. you would see the five. So you un unmute so you could start watching the show, and then all of a sudden, five seconds was over, and they were back to commercials again. Yeah. And then and then after another three minutes of commercials, they'd go back to the show, and it would go on. And then midway through that. That next segment of the show, you would see that little five-second clip that you just saw. That is awful. Very awful. Um, I I think I said more than once uh, a paywall would have paid for itself by now because yeah. it was very aggravating. Well, so, I, yeah, it, I so know it made you more pro paywall. Yes, wow. definitely. I know you're and against I think Charles too. too. Yeah, and no. and Audie. Yeah, Audie's like, yeah, I would definitely go with the paywall at this Especially point. Especially after that show. Yeah, yeah okay. I. I am. I, I know you're against paywalls, but I would gladly pay ten dollars a month to watch my TV shows without advertisements. Yeah, yeah, but no I, brainer. I, I instantly. Would too. I, I just watched a uh, movie that I'd seen before. Yeah. They cut entire scene, I mean long scenes out of the movie, just so they could so fit they in, get commercials. in more commercials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But I would pay more. I pay thirty, forty, fifty dollars to watch all my shows. I don't want you know all the paywalls. Yeah, I want just maybe well, one, maybe two, maybe. If but you're it's paying like all the paywalls, you're talking about a BBC paywall now. Yeah, to well, go with the net, the Netflix, Hulu, uh, DC paywall, the new Disney paywall. All these are the paywalls. You know, you don't have to pay for them all at the same time. I, you I, can pay thirty or forty a month and get like four paywalls, until you like, oh, there's something on this other paywall I want to watch, and then stop one and start another. But I don't that's want. That's what to. we vote. That's that. I'm. I, that sounds like work. That's, that I'd sounds lazy. Think about it. And <laughs> to not watch advertisements, I'm willing to do a little work. Yeah. To click a few buttons. Well, you're a better man unsubscribe, than I Unsubscribe, resubscribe. You're a better man <laughs> no than ads. I am. It seems rather simple. John or wants just a package deal where yeah, I'll, or, I'll pay yeah. a larger paywall if somebody yeah. else does all the... Someone, yeah, I need a paywall paywall. So yeah. you, what yeah. you want is you want cable TV without the crappy channels. Yeah, actually, yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Right? I would yes, go for that. I, I would do. pay dearly for that one. Yeah, I would. It's like, yes. Yeah. It's like I don't need 37 cooking channels. And right. then the same 37 cooking channels in Spanish. Right. I just yeah. need what, yes. what I want. Right. The things I want. Right. Is that too much to ask? Apparently. Yes. Apparently. Well, were there any Doctor Who parts that they missed? Because this was an intro for new people such as me. Right. Yeah. So I think. I, so I, <clears throat> I got introduced to the two hearts. Don't know why. Yeah. Bigger on the inside. Well, I, no, I learned no, that. No. The, I no. learned that. Oh, the, they, no. they, they, they there was no TARDIS. Yet. It was a TARDIS free episode. They're going to probably find it in this next one. Yeah. But, yeah. But, because but she, I, she I fell learn. out of her TARDIS. Uh, Crash through the roof of a train. I, I did learn like that the do. TARDIS mm-hmm. was not a phone booth per se. Yes, per even se. though per everybody se. in the yeah. the pre Doctor Who party yeah. kept calling it a phone booth. Yes, yeah. it's it's basically a booth with a phone. It is not a phone booth. It's a police call box. Yes, and it's designed at the time they were designed for police to be able to lock up criminals in a box until the paddy wagon could come and transport them to the jail. But the, so, the TARDIS has a camouflage uh, Yeah, the TARDIS has a chameleon circuit. And it's broken. And right. And all it does is the police box. So right. that is the history However, of However, and this it also cuts is down fascinating to me. Budget. Yes, it does. They're good at that. This was fascinating to me, is that in one of the um, 11... the 11th Doctor episodes with the silence, they took the TARDIS and they landed it in the Oval Office. (laughs) Okay? I remember that. Yes. And we found out that the TARDIS has an invisibility cloak that works. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So they turn on the invisibility cloak, they land in a corner of the Oval Office, and of course nobody there, Secret Service, and nobody sees it, because it's invisible. And then it was never used again. Well, <laughs> right! <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking, why wasn't that used at any of the other 50 years where the episodes? Yes. And then I thought about it, it's like, wherever they go, the TARDIS, they don't care. No one cares that the TARDIS is there. <laughs> it's like... Okay, it's yeah. like hey, there's no matter, this wooden box here now. Okay, this big blue police box is right, yeah. right there. Okay, okay, in the middle of uh, Renaissance England, they could be looking. It yeah, it's up. like that's not a big deal. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ye old call box has, <laughs> yeah. has popped up, and it's like right there. It is. Nobody seems to care. 
But no, I, I, I like the episode as a showcase for the new Doctor. I think she did a fine job because she yes. seemed to actually in, in act, incorporate the, 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 the Doctor that yeah. we know. And in fact, uh, Linda, my wife, mentioned um, we actually watched it for a second time. And interestingly, when you watch it for a second time, you only get like three commercials total. <laughs> well, the premiere was probably yeah. The, the, the timing was bad. Right. They had to pay for a lot of the advertising they did. But anyway, Linda mentioned afterwards. She said, "You know what? I thought." Um, she said, "I I wasn't really looking forward to the new Doctor because I wasn't sure that Jodie Whittaker was going to be able to pull it off." But she said she did an excellent job. She won me over, and she said she did a great job of <clears throat> because obviously. Jodie Whittaker has just generated into the Doctor, right? And mm-hmm. when the Doctor generates, there's a lot of confusion because the mind is also rebooting to a certain degree, right? And they're figuring out who they are and what they like and all that kind of stuff. And Linda said, I thought she did an excellent job of portraying the confusion and sort of the, the random, seemingly psychotic actions and language of a doctor going yes, through that reboot. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, she yeah. did that. Yeah. yeah. I think my favorite so far, I haven't seen this one, so I can't speak on it, but I really love the Matt Smith one where... Where he's <laughs> doing the fish fingers and custard and just... Apples. I love apples. Yeah. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. Right. Apples are rubbish. <laughs> apples are rubbish. Right. And so, yeah, so Linda thought she did a great, and I thought she did a great job, too. I, I like the new doctor. I do, And uh, I thought do she too. did a good job. And um, I did have kind of one question on that episode. So um, for those that saw it, so the heroes, the doctor and her companions in that episode, along with a couple of, um, uh, along with uh, another lady who ended up not, making it through the episode through yeah. the episode Spoilers. they had implanted in their collarbones dna bombs that the alien could detonate and then what it does is it goes in and it just recodes your dna to make you dissolve into a pile of goo it's kind of a horrible way of killing you but it's purpose they didn't want to this particular alien yeah. did not want to leave any witnesses yeah. behind spoiler alert or teeth yeah. right spoiler i thought he was alert. after teeth he's after teeth right and so he didn't do that to the, he, he had a specific human that he had to kill. Yeah. And it's like From any other, the, any other humans that? That, that found out about him. To, he that probably is a flaw. The love of teeth, the DNA bomb would get in the way of the love of teeth. Right? Well, he didn't use the DNA bomb on the target. No, no, but... Yeah. But I think he had took teeth from other people that weren't. He targets. did. He, yeah. Yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah. And and so his thing is, is on his planet, his species lives in super sub zero temperatures. And he's got a spacesuit that maintains his sub zero climate. And he's so cold that when he touches a human, he drains the heat out of them and they die immediately. <laughs> and so once they die, if if it was a human that he just wanted to that was in his way and he wanted to kill it, he would kill it and then take that human's teeth. This guy had a lot going on. He had a lot going on. DNA yeah. bombs. DNA bombs. Stealing teeth. Super yes. cold. Super and, cold and he had And he had the... Um, computer squid. Yeah, the computer squid tentacled ball of... Yeah. Info gathering. Info gathering death. 
that he had. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah, which, yeah. There's a lot going on with this guy. A lot going on with this guy. And... Pick a thing, run with it, guy. Right. Yeah, we don't know what you're about. Right. He had a lot of tech, and he wasn't supposed to have any tech. That was his... He was a cheater. Yeah, he, was he was a cheater. A cheater. He, he was supposed to take no tech with him, hunt the human all natural, basically, with no weaponry or anything. Anything he could build on the planet, you know, like a rudimentary lathe. Yes. For example. <laughs> you know, Shut up, you guys. Have a rudimentary Get off the lathe. Line. <laughs> yes. So anything he could make, he could use to hunt his prey. And he also wasn't allowed to use any technology to find his prey. He had to find it on his own, which how you do that on a planet of 6 billion people. From 5,000 galaxies let's, away. Exactly. Let's talk for a second about the prey. It's not It's yeah. not like he's like 5,000 galaxies away and it's like, what is the mightiest hunter of Earth? It's like, right. some, it's like some dude just like, yes. it's just, it was just Steve it's, or Chuck. Yes, and, and the, dude, <laughs> the dude is so insecure, he repeats aphorisms to yeah, himself. Yeah. He listens to yeah. an aphorism tape. I am important. I, I am important. Important. I am um, worthy. Yeah, Someone out there wants me. Some so. mildly neurotic crane operator. Yes. He's just, he's just, it's just a dude. He's got a pot belly. He's, like, he's just this guy. He's he just, operates these high cranes, and he's afraid of heights. Yes. He only does it because it's his dad's company. So, so this so, yeah. galaxy... And he needed a job. This planet 5,000 galaxies away apparently has Twitter or Facebook or something, <laughs> and he just posted something, yes. and they were like... That's Screw this the guy, guy in particular. Guy. Yes. Yeah. Get him. Right. There's there's the prey. That's yeah, he has to go down. It's yeah. like obviously he represents Earth for something. But it's why? Why that guy? Why? Right. Of all the people, of all we, the tokens of if you're looking for a Take someone's teeth. Take the president of the United States teeth. Right. Take the, uh, or take the PM. Even aliens the from five thousand galaxies the away. The prime minister have good taste. Of, of England. If we're going to be in England, which yeah. we seem to be all the time anyway, in Doctor right. Who, take take the prime minister's teeth. Take take uh, take somebody's teeth who's like is, is has value. Yeah, at least. That leaves out the royal family. So, <laughs> is there at least is there good a, dental practices? Is is there? Yeah, I mean, really, who wants British teeth? <laughs> well, like I was going to say find the finest teeth on earth. Oh, and that's not British teeth. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. not. They're kind of famous for that. You I, know? I'm sorry to anyone from Britain who's watching this for Yes. I think for they John's would, John, remarks. They would agree with us. They, they are love, fully aware. We do love they are aware. Issues. Yeah. We love yeah. the British people. We yeah. do. Especially their accents. Yes. Yeah. But your teeth are messed up. And you should, you should, if you don't know that, some well, to, to the alert. British people yeah. watching, no. I think your teeth are fine. I don't know these guys, right? And in fairness, <laughs> that, there that's are many the line that you're not going to cross that line. Yeah, we go through the teledildonics. We talk about the finger. We, we talk haven't to, talked about the finger. Right behind. All right, we're going to do something on. I'm just not going to insult an entire country here. No. Batman's because, especially okay, when you consider there are many Americans with bad teeth. I know. I, this is a glass house but that I just don't want to throw British stones in. The British are famous for their bad teeth, and you <laughs> know that. It's like, because you all laugh because you know what I'm talking about. It's like, it's one of those memes. I think, I think yeah, just because it was accentuated so much in Austin Powers. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that was the very stereotype that we're talking about. Uh, so, you know. So. Hey. Yeah. Hey, don't don't come down on me, British people. It's like just get mad at other people. Get mad at Austin Powers. Yeah, it's not like I made fun of your food, which I probably will at some point. But it's like, 
not today. You know, no. today's a new day. Right. And it's like, uh, but why? <laughs> why? Wh- did, what was the the prey's name again? The the species? Uh, no, oh. the, the guy. See, I don't know. I can't remember his like name. Gary Kevin. Or, yeah, or, Gavin, Kevin. Yeah. Says we must cross 5,000 galaxies to get Kevin. Yeah. Kevin must die. <laughs> and his success at killing Kevin and getting his teeth in his face would make him king of that species. What? Yeah. 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 Oh, we forgot to tell you that. Well, yeah. no wonder he's willing to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He wants to cheat right. to get Kevin. And apparently, the previous king took that one guy's girlfriend. What? Yeah. 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 Kevin's girlfriend? No, no, no. No, No, Slim Shady's girlfriend. There's another guy who found this... Well, he doesn't make it either. ...frozen... I don't know. It's like a frozen Hershey's Kiss. Yeah, it It looked kind of like a a Hershey's Hershey's Kiss. Kiss. Yeah, Christmas version. It's like about the size of this table, only it's round and in the shape of a Hershey's Kiss. Yeah. And it's kind of blue, purplish, and it's super subzero. So if you touch it, you can get freezer burns. Yeah. And uh, that's where Sim Shaw, he cracks out of that. He comes out of that thing. No, it was the... uh, But Tim Shaw Shaw comes out of that. But... But the guy that finds it, he finds it because he threw his bicycle over a cliff. And in searching for his bicycle, he finds the frozen Hershey's Kiss. And anyway, he ends up... Dying. No, no, no. no. He's one of the companions, future Uh, companions. She has a number of them, doesn't she? Yeah. So he ends up going off on some other mission. Well, while he's gone, this other rando comes by with a van... Steals the Hershey's Kiss, takes it back to this abandoned, seemingly abandoned warehouse, puts it in the middle, and sets up a bunch of GoPros around to monitor it because he's waiting for whatever's in it to come out so he can find out what happened to his girlfriend who disappeared months or years ago, years ago, and apparently was the victim of a previous hunt, which is how the current king got to be king. Hmm. So they just come and and pick up random British person, it's right? Like, yeah. So we I got can't imagine in Doctor Who that uh, they go after anyone not British. Well, well, no. not but not important. It's like just what was her name? The hey. girlfriend's name? It's like Phyllis something. It's like that's that we must kill Phyllis. To Alice, become King. Alice, Betty, Alice and Betty. You ah. just can't get over that. You just can't. <laughs> it, it hurts. It, no, no, no. That's it for you then. He spent. There we you go. You made it you ten minutes. Yeah. You made it ten minutes without grabbing without your gun. Grabbing that, oh, and John has it. a new I toy. Made it for, it's like a, it's longer than that because it's like yeah, yeah. So for his uh, <laughs> steampunk character, whose name is Dorian Kettletoft. Right, and what is he known for? His gun now. The chimney the sweep. The chimney sweep. Yeah. And explain that, how that works. Where you lower the anchor of your dirigible and just start knocking chimneys over. As you sail across yeah. the city. <laughs> <laughs> he did it, I think, by accident the first time because he yeah. was drunk. But yeah, that's But how now it's become his signature flyover. Isn't that how we all find the things we love <laughs> by accident? I think so. I think it's you like, might be you right. You try things. If you like it, you keep doing it. That's right. just how this goes. Right. It's like... I guess the equivalent of Victorian millions of dollars in damage, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. All right. Can I steal that from my steampunk story? <laughs> please, please feel free. 
Yes. You can use the exploits of Doreen Kettletoff. Yeah, Doreen Kettletoff and his dirigible, the lucky bucket. Miss. Mm -hmm. So, but I did like the show. I think yeah. she's going to be a great doctor because she falls yeah. right in line. A lot of companions. Yes. And three. Uh, there are going to be three companions. Maybe three. And the show ended in a slightly ominous note. Well, they were in space and they yes. should be dead. Bum, bum, bum. So. In the search for the TARDIS, the doctor used some of the tech that Tim Shaw brought with him in order to create a portal jump. And she found some way using her sonic to lock on to the last coordinates of the TARDIS because it dematerialized as it was falling to Earth and she fell out. She fell out, it dematerialized, and she didn't know where it went. So she tracked it with her sonic used this tech from Tim Shaw to create this portal jump and had her three soon-to-be-future companions, because at this point, as far as they know, she's just going to teleport out to her TARDIS and they'll never see her again, because they're all saying goodbye. And one guy's got to hold the battery that runs the teleporter, and the other guy's got to feed in the coordinates, and this person's got to flip a switch, and so they're all in close proximity. She does the countdown, hits the sonic, and there's just this big whoop, like, you know, a, um, a suction, like a vacuum, and they all kind of disappear into a point, and then they all reappear, and when you see them, they're all reappear, and they're all floating in outer space. Like it this. wasn't her intention to take her three companions with no, her. No, it was not. Yeah. She was saying goodbye to them. They were. Mm -hmm. She was going to leave them. And then all of a sudden, here all four of them are floating in space, seemingly. Mm -hmm. I'm sure tonight's episode will reveal what actually happened. Because obviously we all know if they're floating in space, they're going to be dead like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the, 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 the first... Or seconds of pain. 30 mm -hmm. seconds tops, but your, your body truly takes Well, your a blood's hit, boiling... But but it, if you remember the first Eleventh uh, Doctor episode, he takes Amy Pond into space. Yes. And she's in like a nightgown, and she's just floating in space, holding on to the Doctor. And, and, and I just assumed somehow holding on to uh, uh, Gallifreyan is, is, you know, is okay. As long as you're no, around they were, Gallifreyan. But they were in the, uh, they were next to or just They're, outside the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah the, but, the TARDIS. Because the TARDIS like, creates a, a shell. Yeah. Does it? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Yes. yes. Uh, they've, they've talked it. Okay. They've, they've uh, talked about it. I mean, whenever you open the door, it doesn't decompress. Right. Well, how, how big around is the shield? Yeah. Long enough to as accommodate. Because the, the, well, the TARDIS could have been right off camera. Well, so they could be safe so, because they're in the tail of the TARDIS. It's as big as it yeah, needs maybe. it to be for the episode. But it, yeah, but it, was, it did, well, a pre yeah. did a pretty wide view. I mean, you could see they're well, in they're this in time. nebula-like Seth, area. Seth just but. made me feel bad for trying to quantify something in Doctor Who. And he, he's right. He's absolutely right. <laughs> but there's, there's no point in that. We, now, like, we already said we know that the TARDIS has a, uh, has a invisibility. invisibility. It could, be, it could have been invisible in space. TARDIS could be here right now, and we'd never know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, we never go over there. We should, we should, maybe we Good should Good point. Look. See, and I'm pointing off camera deliberately because the, the studio audience, right. or, well, the studio audience can see it, but it's like <laughs> right. the audience audience can't Our, see over there. Our it's like television audience. Yes. <laughs> television. <laughs> yeah. We're on our way up. I mean, television works for anything because we're, Transmitting our image far and wide, 
so people can see it. So it's television. Yeah, well, it is. It is. But it's like one thing I'd like to say about Doctor Who is the amazing things they do with virtually no special effects budget. Yeah, it's like they make you think. It's like I mean, look at the Weeping Angels. Yes, that's yeah. concrete. That is simply that's like garden. Someone went to like uh, the home store and bought a bunch of these angels oh. that you put in your garden. And right. there you go. You, right. you, get, you get your alien. So that that the entire special effects budget for that, what a couple hundred dollars worth of concrete, right? And it's, there it is. And it's, it's one of the scarier episodes. It right. is. It is. And then some simple prosthetics. It's for probably like, not even concrete. It's probably wood and plaster, and then painted to look like concrete. So it's easy to move around. I think it'd be. I think it'd be. Well, I think it'd be cheaper to make it out of concrete. And they have dollies. They yeah, can, but you got to make it portable. It is portable. I mean, Charles looks confused. For well, someone no, who I, doesn't I just want not to sure. do, I'm just not sure that it's that they don't have the budget or they're just not willing to spend it. Well, yeah, it's not necessarily that they're being cheap. It's that they're actually. It's it's like the original no, series Star Trek. It's meant to be that look. It is, but it works. Yeah. It's like the yeah. Daleks have plungers on their hands. It's like it's they and all right, they got a plunger and a whisk. Is really that is and these are the most fearsome. A whisk uh, that can. Disintegrate you. Yeah, but it can scramble eggs. And the plunger, <laughs> the plunger can suck right onto your face. Yeah, but I don't want that plunger on console. my face. Did anyone ever like like in the fifty years this? of anyway. Doctor Who, like the toilet got backed up and they just like take the toilet? <laughs> I'm gonna just like in it. Put it back and on. then everyone is super motivated not to let that Dalek get them. Yes, the face. <laughs> yes. right. <laughs> yes, but I, I mean, in fifty years, I can see an emergency happening. It's like, yeah, you know, these things happen. Yeah. yeah, it's like somebody went through a hardware store wondering how can we make someone afraid of this. Yeah. Indeed, it <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, we got what do we got? We got a whisk. We've got a plunger and a bag of concrete. That's all we got. <laughs> it's like that's, that's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> but it's it's like remember how William Shatner's famous for overacting, but it's yeah. because they didn't have the special effects budgets in those days. It's like the way you saw the alien spaceship was the person's reaction to it. They didn't yeah. have the CGI. But BBC through Doctor Who is doing the same thing. They're they're building villains, but they're you're the one that has to make them terrifying. And they figured out a way to make you Make the Weeping Angels terrifying. Now, I thought they did a good job with Tim Shaw. He was okay. He was. He was. I kind of thought he was a metal man for a sure. minute, some kind of different No, I just, I just had a, the realization that <coughs> he is portraying the dentist. What? And we all know that doctors don't consider dentists. Oh. Uh, well, no, I just, I just thought the oh. doctor... The master, and now he's talking about a third Gallifreyan, the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's, that's what I heard in my head. <laughs> no, but so Tim Shaw, so they're naturally at odds, dentists and, and doctors, is what you're saying. Yeah, in popular culture, I would, I would okay. think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am not aware of this rivalry between dentists and doctors. <laughs> yeah, I was not either. I did not know. Well, he's saying that doctors don't consider dentists to be real doctors. I don't know that. Well, let's throw a chiropractor in there, too, for fun. The you backcracker, the next villain. So yeah. the, you mean the next Gallifreyan, the chiropractor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the bone doctor. Yeah. Yes. 
I wonder if there's a Crackshaw. Gallifreyan uh, a, a time lord called the Slave. So we have the Master. Well, yeah, be... why not? Why not? The, the, there could be a Gallifreyan lunch lady for all we know. <laughs> so. The lunch lady? <laughs> yeah, here she comes. It's Wor- trembling Worst fear. Gallifreyan to be. <laughs> the the lunch, lunch lady. Well, I'm sure there's other worse yeah. ones, but you know, like, yeah. Yeah. you could come up with any number of the worst. The worst. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, just think of occupations. Now, that said. That said. When a Time Lord is running into the fray to battle, would you be more likely to take instruction from someone called the Doctor or someone called the Lunch Lady? Because <laughs> the Lunch Lady says, oh, this is a, you know, telemorphagic Magorian creature and we need to do this, this, and this. I'm going to say, yeah, just charge my lunch. Well, up. she knows because she's cooked over 5,000 of them. Yes. <laughs> and she deals with the hungry, insane children all the time. I just so don't think like, yeah. the lunch lady has the authority that comes with a title like the doctor. Not that she couldn't be authoritative and well, in charge. Well, how you present the lunch lady. The lunch lady arrived and the stars bled. You know, <laughs> it, it, it all depends on how you say it. Hmm. It is. It's like, you know... The doctor arrived with marshmallow treats. It, 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 you know, which one are you going to follow into battle? I want the lunch lady. I'm, <laughs> I'm behind the lunch lady. I guess it depends upon how yeah. she's well, written. You're not, I mean, yeah, you're not really sick. Well, Master Chef. I might follow Master Chef. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. or the, the connoisseur. Doctor. I mean, the only reason we think that name has gravitas is because it's got fifty, fifty some years of history and story behind it. Yeah. And because uh, when doctors, Daleks hear it, they're all, they're like the doctor. Yes. Uh, but you know, if it's the lunch lady, and they were like the lunch lady, run away, <laughs> run away. That would just be so <laughs> ridiculous. I don't think I could watch it. Because oh come on, it's, it's not only who, listen, that's the lunch. Not that's only <laughs> it's not only the fifty years of Doctor Who that give us the authority of the doctor it's also our own cultures where doctors are professionals that have you know respected credentials and you trust them for you know giving you advice medical advice you trust them to operate on you i mean you know i'm not going to have a lunch lady patch my heart if i have a heart valve problem but so you want probably they the deal with the heart <laughs> they deal with yeah. hundreds of children every day and manage not to kill all of them Ch- yeah. children are very patience. resilient well what all right do, what do you want you want to change the title the food science technician would that would that be better would that help you scientist ooh a scientist. Uh, now that would be a time lord I would follow. I'll bet there's one of those. A well, scientist. There's the Corsair. You know, That's a really good name. It would be. I don't think you can have a scientist in Doctor Who because then you'd have to know science. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that works very well uh, in terms of Doctor Who. It could work. They're, you could make it they're work. They're floating in space right I now. Mean, they look, should be dead. They so, had science in Star Trek, yes. right? No, then they did it very but well. They did it very well, but still, you know, trialic waves. What the hell? Well, they made up stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. As does Doctor Who. Duotronic reverse, computers. Reverse the dilithium flow quickly. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, isolinear chips need to be, you know, re-scrambled. Yeah. I, I know, I dig, but yeah. they're using, they're making things up. Less so than, say, Lost in Space. The old Lost in oh, Space. Oh, the old the, one. The, yeah. new yeah. one yeah. the new one is actually pretty good. It's right. still two years away. Yeah, but you know, Ooh. see, I'm never stopping the bitterness hey. on that one. But hey, hold on. Speaking well, the of bitterness on what? Speaking now? of that, Lost in Space, the reboot. Speaking yeah. of Lost Have in Space, yeah, see the first season. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was speaking like of Mad Dog, second season is still two, two years out. Maybe a year yeah. and a half. Well, it, it's got a pretty high production value, so it's yeah, going to take them a while to it do the special does, effects and does. really craft that robot's butt. Yeah, that, that, right. Why did it? <laughs> why did the internet fall in love with that robot's butt? Why like, wouldn't why you? Why does the internet do anything? <laughs> did you see it? <laughs> yes, I did. Body clearly. Did. No, 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 no. It's like it's truly. You know, I, I, I admire the robot's delicious ass. I do. I will okay, say. Let it, let it go on record that uh, that John the man was, that well, the man who ordered the teledildonics I didn't, also I did likes not. the robot's butt. No, no, didn't just he said delicious. Delicious. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It is very nice. I would like my own buttocks to emulate them. Yeah. I would, as would we all. Huh, I hadn't noticed actually. You hadn't. But I. Audit. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed that thing on the Batman cover either. So, well, he has a cape. You have to actually open the, uh, the the you know. I don't think you could have it on the cover. I <laughs> yeah. I think kids like the kind. What books. are you talking about? The the, uh, the Batawang. The Batawang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for our audience that may not be familiar with the Batawang, do you want to give us a little detail? Well, on are that? we done with this? Well, but he's. You well, are, we're not done with this. Just, well, I did want to. I did want since we were on Lost in Space, the new Lost in Space for a minute. I just wanted to mention that uh, there's some new two new characters were revealed for the new series, so they are moving ahead with it. Uh, the first character being cast goes by the name of Ava, and um, she is uh, a member of a no nonsense member of the Resolute crew. So it looks like we'll be seeing more of the Resolute, which the is the big ship. It's the Resolute's because, lunch lady. The <laughs> Resolute's so, lunch lady. So many of the nope. uh, Resolute's, uh, Re- Resolute's crew has been just Decimated. wacky off the wall. I mean, yeah, is there I'm glad we're getting a no-nonsense member well, of the crew. I, th- uh, no, the only one that, I mean, who on the crew, who else was wacky? The Robinson family. Wacky, uh, really? No. <laughs> I don't think they're wacky. I think they're pretty down to earth. The 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 doctor Smith is a psycho, mm-hmm. right? But she's not really a member of the crew. She's not a colonist. She's not a member of the crew. Well, she, she's on the ship she's, now, so not, yeah. not the real Doctor Smith. She's not so, the real Doctor Smith, oh, right? Yeah. Who so is she's a member a, of the crew? She's a poser. No way, he's a colonist too. No, she's posy. Posey, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, and you accuse me about bad puns. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him have one. <laughs> uh, it's like, you can have a pun, sir. You uh, can take two. They're small. But no, hey, Bill, you I know more puns for you. Yeah. I, think, I, I think that was pretty good. That was <laughs> good. It was good. Um, so anyway, this Ava is somewhere. We need a, we need a drum roll sound. Just for, yes, for puns, just to do but... that. I can add that in post. <laughs> uh, she's somewhere between her late 20s and 40 years old. And she's the supervisor of the uh, mechanics um, she's firm, hardworking, and serious. The lunch mechanics. Um, and uh, apparently she's going to have some interaction with Don. 
Well, she'd she'd be that, his boss, right. right? She'd be his boss, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. But all right, so that all right, right there, that's a spoiler that they get back to the resolute. Right. So all right, because well, they're, could they're, be flashbacks. At the moment, they are lost in space. Right. Uh, well, we don't know that they get back. All we know is that we're going to introduce to a new character well, that's on the Resolute. How, how so we'll see more of the Resolute. It would be a bit actor at best if it's flashbacks. You can't have, like, extended flashback scenes. You well, did in the first one. I mean, yeah. in the first season they had some extended flashbacks. Well, that was setting up the, the premise. Well, They were required for the premise. Uh, this would be not so much. Maybe. Depends on how they build their characters. And then the uh, second character is uh, Commander Jang. She's Captain of the Resolute. hope I'm saying that right. J-I-A-N-G, Jang. She's Captain of the Resolute. Um, even though Victor, who will remember, is the leader of the colony, her command of the ship and crew is quite apparent. So I wonder if there'll be a little uh, friction between Victor and so Jang. She's in charge forward. of the Resolute? She's in charge of the Resolute. He's in charge of the including, colonists. Including the cafeteria? I think so. So she's a lunch lady. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I can she, tie this in all day. She's no lunch lady. She's described as capable, stalwart, unsentimental, and definitely no chef. Everything you want in a lunch lady. So, I no again, Everything. no Even nonsense. Even the no chef part. No nonsense. There is no part of that show that is nonsense. Nonsensical. Yeah. No. Not. It, nobody has any fun in this version of Lost in Space. Should it, they? I mean, it should actually be a miserable time. <laughs> if you're lost in space, but yes, well, I mean you've got to find ways to amuse yourself. Well, some I mean, of those shipboard antics, you could put those on. Well, well, well. now uh, Will Robinson amused himself playing catch with the robot. They had fun, mm. and it and a good time was had by all. Yes, right? yeah. I, I'm not ragging on the series. I really did like it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I yeah. After the robot was destroyed, the Resolute. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's the give and take on that one. Yeah. But it's like, I, I uh, if, if you're lost in space on what I can only assume is a broken spaceship, I think they left it a little busted up, didn't yeah, they? I think, it, I think it got lost because it was the ag- exact opposite of broken. Because the, the, like, the alien technology, like, fu- spoiler alert, fused into the engines and sent them off. Yeah, opened up a portal and so wormhole and sent them off somewhere. Less that it's broken and more that it's upgraded un- in unexpected ways. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's... But but I'm going to assume they get back to the Resolute because they're setting up new characters for this. It Unless, would make sense. Yeah. But it's... All right, so what about the end? It's like, it's awfully... I'm still... The end of... Weir- the, the, the end of the first Lost in season Space? Where... Uh, Don and uh, Mr. Robinson get shot into space. And they're floating on debris in the and orbit. what looks like basically half of an unfinished basement. <laughs> they're, just, they're just up there floating around. And it was a huge explosion. Right. Uh, they had their somehow, space suits. Yeah, but somehow they, they achieved escape velocity in half of an unfinished basement without being squashed to death. They have the most valuable thing in all of sci-fi. Plot armor. Yes, that is you know, that that should be that should be something you can get in D and D. There should be a quest for that plot armor, and then you're invulnerable. That would be that would be cool. That, like, that's game breaking, and I don't think any of my players can yet cast that sort of enchantment. So 
Or they just haven't thought of it yet. I mean, like you brought up the well, the, the Cyclops in uh, Krull should have been the first guy in every battle because he knows he's not going to die. It's yeah. like it's that's invulnerability. I, I think <laughs> last week I proved to my players that they aren't invulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> the hard did, way. Did you flex your godlike powers and squash their will to live? Not really, but they definitely learned that they are not uh, going to get through every encounter unscathed. Nice. They've had a few where it's been really easy on them, and now they're they're, they're going to have to think about things a bit care, more carefully. Well, and that's as it should be. That's what makes some of the shows we like the most interesting is because, like, for example, Game of Thrones, any character could be could could die. Yeah, it's like I'm still sad that uh, Ned, Stark Ned Stark died. Got yeah, beheaded. I, I liked him. Yeah. I did. I wanted to see more of him, but I did. I like that I lost something I wanted. Yeah. It's like because it means that there's no limits. It's like the show is literally right. no one's safe. And, it's and, like, and well. when you watch a show like that and a character that is nefarious or evil or mean, cruel, whatever, and they die, you're, you feel vindicated. Yes, Absolutely. this person had it coming. But he was not like that. He was probably the one no upstanding, no-nonsense, no moralistic, follow-the-rules kind of guy, and he got killed. And that, to me, mimics real life. Yeah. Because in real life, it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. But it was a karmic death, because he did, right at the start, cut off the head of the guy from the who escaped from the wall, yeah. but he was enforcing the law. Yeah, I don't really think that's uh, karma coming yeah. back no. to him. That was enforcing the law. Uh, he like he, sort of. If you if you or irony, that's the world well, he lives in. It though. might be irony. I mean, yeah, if he had not if cut anything, the head it's, off, it's, like, it's less karmic. It's more poetic. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like he had to cut the head off of that person, right. otherwise. The rumor would have spread that he's not enforcing the law, and, and they would have had to replace him. Yeah. Yeah. So right. he literally is in a position he had no choice. Right. Uh, I mean, if you want to look at you it in that the light, he, watch, you get beheaded. And he like submitted himself to the king's justice in that. Mm -hmm. That's so right. So as he did the. As he did the execution in the first episode, he accepted the punishment in the last episode so without yeah. So yeah. without yeah. staging yeah. a heroic rescue, a heroic last-minute rescue, defying him and beginning the rebellion on his own. Right. Like, he stayed true to his character. So, yeah. 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 There you go, Charles. <laughs> yeah. Ka karma, right there. Ka right there. Karma. Right I so. thought he was a little too serious, so I don't miss him at all. <laughs> I like it. I did. Well, Someone so... had to be serious. Yeah, someone you do need that a straight Yeah, Game of Thrones, famous now, for its yeah. comedy. That, <laughs> that brings up a Those question. one-liners. At this it's point, like, so we, yeah. um, so I'm introducing um, Charles and Audie to Game of Thrones, and we finished season one, and we're about five episodes, I think, into season two, 
And uh, so I'd like to ask you two at this point. Well, I'm in the same place. I, oh. caught, I caught up to that. Oh, that's yeah, right, because so. you haven't seen it either. I did. And you're, yeah, you've yeah. seen him. I've still only seen the first episode of the first season. Oh, But geez, I, have, okay. I have read the first book. Oh, okay. And basically know the plot of everything that happens. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me ask you three then. Who is your favorite character at this point in the show? Oh, there's there's oh, there's uh, only two favorite characters. I'm gonna give you the two. Okay. The little person. Yeah. So Tyrion, Tyrion which yeah. I think is common to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then the the daughter, the Daenerys with the fight. The with what? The fight in her. The, with the, uh, with oh, the Arya. Arya with yeah. the yeah. sting. Yeah. The one that's being called. The, those the boy. are the only yeah. two. I mean, the 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 mother of dragons. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I'm take her leave her. What oh. about what about Jon Snow at the wall? I I like him. They haven't developed his character enough yet for me to actually fall in love. I like the dragon lady, yeah. but she's she has been under she I, obviously she was uh, sexual fodder yeah. for the early part of the show. But I think she's starting to develop into a true character, mm-hmm. and I like that. Mm-hmm. But no, I agree with you totally. I like Arya, and I I like Tyrion. He's sneaky. He's devious. You don't know where he stands. He, you don't know if he likes the Starks. Right. You don't know if he likes his own family. I don't think right. he does. <laughs> I really don't. Would you? Not yeah. really. If you were him? No. I mean, they virtually, his father hates him. Yeah. His sister hates him. His, now, his brother likes him. Jamie Lannister yeah. likes him. But Jamie but Lannister's kind of in a bit of a predicament a of a right pickle, now. Yes. Yeah, but it's like, he's. Captured. you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know where his loyalties lie. Right. And he's, every situation he's confronted with, he handles uh, truly brilliantly. Right. It's like he's got all the people doing right. all the things. Right. He's pulling all the strings, and they have no idea. And, and I, think, I think we're going to see that uh, recurring theme in that um, he had mentioned in one of the early episodes that, you know, his brother Jamie Lannister is a great knight and a swordsman and all this kind of stuff. And he says, look at me. He says, I don't have any of that. What do I have? I have my mind. I read books. And we're going to see the same thing with um, Samuel Tarley, who is at the wall. You know, he is, read a lot of books. you know, oh, yeah. a coward, but he's read a lot of books. And so I think you're going to see... The, the knowledge aspect, the value of the knowledge of yeah the, the of these value, people that yes. maybe not be great fighters yes. in combat, but they're intellectual fighters, and I think the intellectual power is going to come to play. I think so too. Yeah. I I think he's a very valid character. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'd say uh, Tyrion's definitely where I'm at. I've seen all of the the show so far, um, up to where we're at now, and uh, Tyrion. Was my favorite character, um, and um, I would say uh, Daenerys Targaryen uh, is also, and Jon Snow. So I would say those three; those are my top three characters. Um, although um, um, I've come to like um, uh, what's his name, um, the guy that's uh, the aide to Daenerys Targaryen. Her. The oh sir, yeah, I like yeah, him too. Yeah, Sir he, he, Jorah. I think something no. like that. Is it Jorah? Like yeah. It, but he's he's yeah. very he he's got a, a great deal of integrity for a slaver. Yes. Right. For a guy who sells people into right. slavery, 
He right. seems to be a very outstanding guy. Yeah, and I think he had a justification for that as to why oh, yeah. that happened. I'm, I mean, I'm, that I'm made sure. sense. Everybody, everybody does. Right? I'm sure that yeah, everyone has this like yeah. right. So it's all got to do with honor. Right, yeah. right, right, right. It's like I I don't want to sell people into slavery, but you know I I have a car payment. Right. You know, so there's always there's yeah. always a reason. I, yeah, and I don't think I, I I'm trying to remember the story that he had for that, and I think it was more or less. As I recall it, and I'm I'm probably wrong here, but it seemed to me that it was a, a case of mistaken identity where he didn't know that he was dealing with slavers or something, and uh, yeah, I'll have to look that up. And embraced it, and just like no, well. I don't think he embraced. it. I think he found out when uh. it was found out, and because he was in business with them, he got he had <laughs> to take yeah. the king's justice. He said he, he was a Nigerian banished. prince. What am I supposed yeah. to do? <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. He said he was a Dothraki prince. Dothraki <laughs> prince. Right. Now, uh, coming up, I think, towards the end of this month, right before Halloween, is the premiere of Stranger Things. Oh, sweet. Ooh. <clears throat> nice. So I need to I'm finish watching the second that. season of that. Yeah. Now, um, what I read recently about this was that um, a year or more will have passed between the last episode and where we are now. And the reason for that was because of the fact that the kids have grown substantially yeah. since the last episode. So they had to allow for a certain amount of time in between episodes or they're, it just wouldn't have looked They're still right. not going to join the 90s, though, are they? I don't think so. I think it's still going to be in the 80s. That would be weird. So it's just a year or two. The grunge phase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the phase. 90s were significantly weirder than the 80s. I'm <laughs> well, I don't know about weirder, but I'm just... You know, they were both weird. He's the nostalgic for the way. Well, I've just got yeah. Nineties was in a well, the, the slightly the, dirty way. Some sort of scruffy monster comes out. You're not even going to recognize it in the nineties. Like, it's like what everybody looked like. Yeah. It What's could that? be it That's could be some hairy beast that takes off his fur and he's hairier underneath. Yeah. <laughs> or it could just be Michael Jackson. It's <laughs> a reference to Barbarella, which. Uh, is a 50th anniversary of Barbarella, and That's so we're so 70s man. <coughs> you, you just yeah, we're taught we're we're, we're going to have a a watching party for Barbarella so that we can discuss it discuss on a future it. episode. Yeah. That's going to be a hell of a thing. Yeah, I'm just just gonna say yeah, yeah, it should be fun. Bring your teledildonics. Uh, don't, no, don't. <laughs> don't don't need to. I'm not going to be part of this party if that no. happens. <laughs> that makes two of us, Seth. No, oh, I no, I, I heard you off camera. I, I know. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. yeah, that's that's how the eye finger came up. That's enough of you. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, so Stranger Things. I'm looking forward to that. So mm-hmm. we've got Doctor Who's back up. Stranger Things coming back online. Um, so it's a, the Orville should be back pretty soon. The Orville should be back. I just started watching that last night. Do you like it? It's good. I, I, I yeah, the first it. episode and the part of the second episode that I watched are really fun so far. I yeah. like it, and it's, the special effects like are that. great. Yeah, they are. it's it, it's like a comedy, but it, it has a, it, they always deal with a social issue, just like the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's good. I, and they, I really they do like have moments where it's not thing. funny at all. Yeah, yeah, just kind yeah. They of very you, you you said that like <laughs> you were very angry. It's like they do but, have moments. I remember I remember a little tension, yeah, just going uh, I didn't laugh. But <laughs> I, I like I have liked the dialogue and what I've seen so far and uh yeah, I I'm I'm behind this. I wanna watch it. 
I'm happy because a little Seth MacFarlane goes a long way, usually too far. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like most of the things he does, it, it's like it, I, I get disenchanted. But this, I'm not. I think that's a good balance between everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love this show. Yeah, it's a when, good show. Uh, when the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek happens, is that going to be a movie or a movie. series? That's too bad. And, and you're not going <laughs> to laugh during some of that, too. I can tell you. <laughs> or it might. Yeah. Or no, I just think it would be it. fun to watch the Orville episode and then like a Quentin Tarantino episode back yeah. and forth and see if <laughs> yeah. now, a, <laughs> I just shot Spock in the face yeah it's going to be great I, I love it yeah it's going to be dark I want it dark I want to see some dark Trek okay really dark Trek here's something yeah. for you what if the Jean-Luc Picard's Enterprise encountered the Orville in space <laughs> and they had um, conflicting goals and they were actually uh, at war with one another, who would prevail? The Enterprise. Well, he doesn't have the Enterprise. Yeah, he's, oh. got, he's got a lesser ship, doesn't he? Ah. Yeah. But well, we he's don't know kind of lesser. A throwaway. It's, it's like, a throwaway. They weren't going to give a good ship to him. Well, right. But all right. So still, still uh, does does the Orville have shields? I don't. Yeah, they know. have. They have deflectors. They do. And it's considerably more beam? maneuverable than the Enterprise yes. is. Yes, it is. Seems to it be. Does. Yeah, they have. They don't have phasers, but they seem to have torpedoes of some kind. No, they've got some sort of lasers, but I didn't see any torpedoes in the first episode. Well, they just have these little balls they shoot out. Huh. huh. I, I isn't the analogy to me was torpedoes. It could be Mine. phaser balls. I don't know. Phaser balls. Phaser balls. It's like we're shooting phaser balls. <laughs> well, I I will target say, the phaser balls. I, I will say that uh, I I would predict. Well, I guess both ships kind of have this weakness in that their bridge is just like right on top of the saucer section, and yeah. so once the deflectors are gone, it's just like shoot that spot right in the middle and no so more you'd, bridge crew. So you'd put your bridge in the center. Yes, that that is where you're supposed to put a bridge. Of yeah, a starship. I mean, you don't need. They like, don't. That's where you want a, your command center, yeah. highly armored in is the center. Is that a window they have like, on, on for the, the for the Orville? Window. Yeah, Does on the have, top of the Orville, it's got like a sunroof. Yeah, it's like that's not a good idea. Well, that's, that's their daily operations bridge. They have the battle bridge. Well, no, is but very more secure. The, the, well, the but they never does. go to it. They didn't in the first episode of the Next Generation. Yeah, well, they did. Uh, I think there's maybe a couple episodes of the Next Generation where they even mention the Battle Bridge. I mean, well, that's where they. Every other time, they're just like, that's where they go when well, they, there's a fight. They did a it normal in, uh, bridge in the original series. Every time they went to auxiliary control, that's what they called the the secondary bridge. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, Kirk spent all his time in auxiliary control in the Constellation when the, <laughs> during the Doomsday uh, Machine episode. Right. Which you can run the ship from there, uh, all by yourself apparently. <laughs> Not sure <laughs> yeah. why the rest of the crew is necessary because he, he he handled that just fine all by right. himself. But and, and I will I, I will say that like on a on a show like the Orville or uh, Star Trek, it looks much better to have your bridge just like like this up there. Obviously, your star your starship design in Star Trek and in the Orville is much more visually appealing. Whereas in like uh, in some of the sci- a lot of the sci-fi I read the ships are much they're much less uh, pretty they're they're more sure. where was the bridge on the Battlestar Galactica 
Was it in the front? Yeah, it was on the. I think it's probably top. right in the yeah. front. And yeah, they had a window. The, the place that's most likely so, to be hit in any sort right, of confrontation. Yeah. Right where the Cylon would fly the ship in when they're doing their suicide runs. Right where they had the bridge. Right, but they never did because. But now look at warships. They so. have the bridge, right on the front of the warship. They also have a battle bridge. Well, they have a. No, no they have a real battle bridge. It's very highly armored. Oh, on the yeah, ships? Yeah, I've, I've been Galactica? in one. Uh, you, you've been? There's, there's, you've been yes. on the Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. I've been on the USS Missouri. Oh, same That's thing. not a Battlestar. Thing, it's yeah. a battleship. Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. Bill was saying. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, we were talking about sh yeah, Navy that, ships. All right. had. So that thing and is I know like aircraft, six, inch, six feet of yeah. armor. Kind of segued into I know the, aircraft yeah. carriers have that. CNC command and control well, yeah, in the well, center of the ship. Yeah. If, you, if you want to talk about yeah. real ships, I didn't know about other ships. I don't have anything to add to this. Yeah, I mean, no. there's, I think there's kind of a big difference between like a ship on the sea and then like a spaceship where well, yeah. you know you can target any point of a specific well spaceship. True. I was but, just saying that you know you have warships that have bridges that are not, mm -hmm. but. Uh, to Audie's point, you also have a, uh, a more battle. secured, uh, armored yeah. center core a where little, you can conduct tiny mid little porthole. Yeah, yeah. But from. but all these ships yeah. having a top, yeah. Like yeah. there's an up. Uh, it's all yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no gravity in space. So well, there is if you that. have artificial gravity. Well, that depends. But that depends on what. Or you don't no, have no, the special effects yeah. for zero g over your entire ship during <laughs> right. the course of a movie or an episode. Right. But if you really think about it. The Battlestar Galactica, the 70s Battlestar Galactica, couldn't have a battle ridge because they used that space for all their hair care products. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, if you check out the old series, they're just all just... Yes. And it, it all stuck, too. They, very well coiffed. There was a lot of product mm -hmm. in yeah. Starbucks hair at any given time. Right. So they had to have... Because right. they, they were fleeing. They left all the production facilities for their hair care products, so they had to take it all with them. So... I right. imagine the last hours on Caprica, they're just raiding like local, beauty supply local stores, beauty Walmart. Supply stores, yeah, it's like forget <laughs> the food and medicine. <laughs> we need okay. the hair care product. Okay, space Walmart. Yes, <laughs> Caprica Walmart, <laughs> Capramart. See, yeah, if the Cylons wanted to destroy humanity, <laughs> they should have made space Walmart. Because I mean, it would have taken longer, but you know, it would have done the same thing. Less eventually. work and a lot of profit. A lot of profit. Yes. Right. Right. Indeed. All right. Now, you were going to tell our uh, listeners about the Batawang. Oh. I think we need to get to that because we're, uh, we're uh, beyond our limit here. So you want to hurry up and get to Batman's penis? I do. I want to get to it and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to it. Sean's been chomping at the bit to talk I'm about the Batawang. I'm not a chomping. Let's <laughs> like, not talk about chomping maybe the wrong <laughs> verb. The wrong word, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's... An issue, the first issue, I think, of Batman Damnation came out. And, and this they, is the comic? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. It's it's Graphic a novel? Graphic novel. Comic, yeah. No, it's just straight up comic. It, yeah, at this point. Graphic novels are like the trade uh, compilations of like 15 comics. In time, uh, comics. when there's enough of them, they'll yeah. probably make a graphic novel, but it's a start. Uh, a graphic novel of the Batawang. No, but the oh. Batawang makes a cameo appearance, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's not the main so character. Tell us, so tell our fans what that's <laughs> all about. What what penises are all about? No, what the battle so the Batawang <laughs> how did this whole thing come about? Uh 
You know, I don't know. It's like someone decided that they would draw. It, it, it's in a, a shadowy scene okay. uh, where Bruce Wayne is talking to himself and, and doing something, but he's <laughs> naked. And they didn't, they just didn't, they, did, they could have put the penis in shadow, but right. apparently it they was didn't. time. Oh, I didn't it realize was he time. was naked. Like, so, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, uh, oh, just, see, I thought he was, uh, my feeling of, from what I've heard you say is that he was, penis? is that he was in his costume and that Ooh. just oh. the outline maybe was showing. That he just, That's what he I just, thought too. Oh, that, I thought this was just a continuation of the cock so piece So you're problem. talking about yeah. Batman's moose knuckle? Is what you're trying to say? I don't know what that means. I think I think you are. I do. I have no idea what I that think means. You can look it up. You can. So so anyway, so he's naked. He's in shadow. He's contemplative, talking to himself. Just remember later on tonight when you're you're, to, you're by yourself that you asked for this to happen. You asked for this conversation to happen. You begged me to do this. So I, I <laughs> like, there was no begging. For no, this. there was no begging. Uh, and so. Probably don't put up pictures of what we're talking about right no, now. Or that, that's no. our clear well, rating. Even out right. there? Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Oh, yeah, there's pictures out there. there are? Yeah. Well, do, you, do you expect that this like came out in an issue of a comic and people weren't immediately scanning it and putting it online? American values are so weird. Now, when did this comic come out? Oh, this month, uh, I think, or yeah, last month. Last month. Oh, so yeah. it's a very recent thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and it's like they immediately, the, that was the very first print. That after that, they blurred out the battle section. Yeah. Mm. That's, yeah, they just kept the penis in shadow, uh. perhaps where it should have always been. <laughs> that is actually the, the internet started calling it the battle wing. So yeah, that's pro- that's probably a whole lot better for the podcast is just to keep keep, keep referring to it to as the Badawang. Yeah, yeah, because it's in context. It's, yeah, it's in context. Right. Yes. and it doesn't sound as bad as just the yeah. penis word, the penis or the badashlong or whatever word you want to use for it. And again, remember, uh. remember, <laughs> you asked for this. You did so. <laughs> I was not chomping at the bit so, for this. Once Although, again, chomping I would, bad I, word. I would choice. say I would say bat pole, but you know that was used in, right. in, the, in the in the Adam West series. That's so, right. Yeah, right. Can't have the bat pole. Right. So, all right. Well, <laughs> I think on that note, this is a perfect point, perfect place to end the podcast for this week. I think that's probably safer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway. We'll uh, have nobody to blame but yourself. <laughs> and John, well, thank mostly you. Mostly John. <laughs> mostly John. <laughs> it's always John. It's well, always I don't know. Me. It's always John. It anyway, is. thank you all for tuning in for another episode. Uh, next week, we're going to have some very startling news. We don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure something will happen. And somehow he it's going this. to be sexual, and I don't know how. He did this <laughs> last time, and I think he's trying to make it a thing. I know, and it's like, I don't think... Our, our, all right, wait a minute. We haven't shown that episode yet. So, so we could still have a surprise, because I think that's the next episode, but then the episode after that, we have to have a surprise, or our viewers are going to be mad. We're going to have a surprise in the next episode, I guarantee it. Okay. You gu- I'm holding you to this. You hold me to it. You hold me to it. They'll hold me to it, and the audience will hold me to it. It is, you know what? Someone uh, told me they like the audience. That the audience actually made the well, show. Well, I, like yeah. I, I like the audience. I do too, but it's like As people do like I. it. People out out who are just listening oh, they actually like the enjoy audience. having 
our audience. So I think <laughs> what we may need to do is we may need to look for an official studio where we can have a live audience. Oh. We can have uh, wow. radio promotions where we give away tickets. I was assuming mm -hmm. the audience stays. Well, <laughs> Pat, Pat and JT is over. We can take over the morning drive time at, at oh, Sweet man. 98. <laughs> all right. Well, I think the peanut gallery is getting restless. All right. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, watch next week for a very exciting oh announcement. And uh, Like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite uh, podcast uh, solution of choice. And when you're rating, don't consider John in the rating. <laughs> this isn't me. You made me do this. You. I am the victim here. It's like no. I am. No, we are uh, the audience is the victim here. <laughs> the audience is the victim. <laughs> Bill triggered me. It's like I, it's like all that that Thank you PTSD. All. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. I hate you. I'm Bill. I'm Charles. I'm John. I'm Audie. And I'm Seth. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. Don't come back now, you Toodles. Uh Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.